work some blocks, my stomach hurts, so I'm looking for a person snatch. Cops give a damn about a need, bro. Pull a trigger, kill a nigga, he's a heat, bro. Get a track to the kids. What's going on? It's on the clock, man. Welcome to today's podcast. My name is Roll Scano, joined by my right hand man, George Martinez. We got a special guest here. It's my my brother. Uh, I've known him for years. His name is Eddie Bray. He'll be joining us here a little bit later in the podcast. And then on today's agenda, it's a pretty packed agenda. We're going to talk about the biggest fights that happened over the weekend with UFC. Who's Mike Tyson really want to fight? And then also the national events going on right now with George Floyd. You're on the clock. Thanks for joining us. What's going on, man? What's going on? What's going on? How you been, Not man? Not much, man. How you been? How's the week? Oh, man, it's, it's good, man. It went by quick. It went by real quick. Yeah, it's definitely been a, it's been a quick week, man, for me. We uh, took a couple days off. Yeah. Took the kids and fam over to Treasure Island. Nice. Just relaxed for a little bit, got away from everything, dealing with COVID and, and, and everything's going on right now. And it was a good time. Good That's time. good, man. It, it's needed, man. That's much, I, same, man. Actually... This weekend, man, I got to spend a lot of time with the kids and, and got to chill at the house and, um, you know, just order a whole bunch of food, I guess, and just we've been relaxing, you know, with everything that's been going on, man. But uh, I got to watch some good UFC stuff, man. Yeah, man. It was uh, it was a crazy weekend. It was, it was one of the first times that now these get televised where you get to see the no, the no audience, no one there. Yeah, yeah. What do you on, think about that? I love it because one of the fights was a woman's fight. Right, it was the uh, stray weight, and it was Mackenzie Dem, I believe, and a Hannah. Yo, Mackenzie ended up winning, but she won off a of a submission. Okay, it was in the first round, and I'm gonna tell you right now, she locked her knee up to where I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna She's hear gonna it. it. I'm gonna hear You're it gonna snap. Hear snap. Oh my god, it's gonna be loud. <laughs> Live. I, I'm putting it's the be, TV it's up. Be loud because there's no fans. There's nobody there's there. No fans. And I'm putting the TV up. It's at like 77. I'm like, come on. Come on, is this gonna snap right now? And luckily, the the Hannah she did the right thing. She tapped out, and uh, Mackenzie. How won close do you think it was? How how close do you think it was to breaking? Oh my gosh, she was she was right there. This wasn't. I mean, she, it wasn't like oh, I felt a little jolt in my knee and I tapped. That lady had a serious thought. That Hannah lady for a good three point five seconds thought, I'm not gonna tap. I'm like, this really isn't that bad. And then when it got to four, five, six, she's like, "Yeah, I got. She's gonna separate my knees. I gotta get out of here. I gotta get out of here." There were, she, there with was, the leg still, a working leg. Right, with my working leg, because there was nothing else she can do. There was nothing else. And then there was other fights. I, I got to see the lightweight um, division with Roosevelt Roberts and Brock Weaver, uh, with Roosevelt winning by submission again in the second round. Um, and I saw, I saw the catch weight. I don't know if you saw that catch one. Catch weight. Yeah, catch, catch weight. Catch weight. Catch me outside. <laughs> catch me outside. Uh, but uh, the catch weight, Billy won off a decision. They went the full distance uh, against Spike Cartel. 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 The heavyweight was nice. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was a battle. I mean, well, it went three rounds. Yeah, it was good. It, uh, full de it went the decision, went the way of, uh, what was his name? Um, Augusto. Augusto. That's what it was. Augusto. Yep. So it was good. Sakai. Yeah. <laughs> That's a name. That's a last name right there. That's like a fight. That's that's a, a, it has to be Russian. Yeah, has ultimate Russian. fighting name. <laughs> ultimate fighting guys. I think I was born. He's going to be a fighter. No right. matter what. <laughs> right. His record, he's 15-1-1 one one now. So yeah. I think it suits him well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and the, the guy that actually won, though, uh, I'm not even going to try to say his freaking name. 
Do you bloke? Was it block golf? Info? Oh my god! This, guy, <laughs> this guy's eighteen and four. I don't want no work with this guy. I don't want no smoke. None. Yeah, none. none. The Woodley. What would you think about the main event here? The the Walter White. So you're talking about the the uh, Woodley and Burns, right? Yeah, man. What do you think about that? I really thought Woodley, Woodley, Woodley got well. He got split early in that in that fight. Like he, his uh, well, his left eye, I believe it was. Um, it looked like Swiss it was cheese. A bad cut. It was a bad cut. It the cut bad, man did good putting it, putting it, making sure he went the distance with it. But um, went five rounds and Woodley. Are I you thought surprised Woodley it went five. I did because I thought Woodley had the better punch. Now Gilbert Burns looked like he can hang with some some top guys though. He looked like he proved like, yo, I'm I'm ready for these bigger fights. The way he, he hung out, he he hung in there really well. Oh yeah, uh, he did great. And the way his, I think his strength was the ground and pound. You know what I mean? I, the weight room makes a difference, man. We talk about it in all in all sports. <laughs> it does. Weight room makes a difference yeah, in he, here. He came in there bigger. That strength definitely showed. Yeah. So he looked good, man. I I, I enjoyed it on the ESPN. The one, the one that I, I'm I'm our viewers and anybody else I, that I want to do, George and I'm. I'm excited about when we go live is is the 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 women's uh, featherweight. I, I want to see Amanda Nunez. Have you ever seen her fight, man? Oh man, I've watched highlights. Highlights, of that woman, bro. And she scares me. Oh, <laughs> she scares she's me. Intimidating. And, and so, for our viewers that are here, th this fight goes live Saturday, June six. Yep. We're gonna have it live. Yep. Not the fight, of course, because we can't show the fight. But you're gonna get live commentating from. Myself and, and, and Raul, play-by-play uh, -play action as it happens, especially with the fact that there is no fans. Right. It's about to go down. Oh, my God. It's going to be great. It's about to go down. Um, we're going to go live from it. We're going to go live on what Facebook, YouTube. We're going to do all of it. And yeah, it, it'll, it'll be streamed on all social medias. The right. easiest way to catch us is going to be on Facebook Live. But, again, so, all right. Yeah. I'm put you on the clock here. I'm ready. Amanda, Felicia, who takes it and why? Because Felicia, she's what, 9-1? 8-1? 8-1, yep. So Homer's only lost one time. Amanda, she's lost She's lost four times. She, she comes in at 19-4. and four. Yeah. So what, what are your thoughts there and why? I'm telling you right now, Amanda Nunes knocks Felicia out. It's a knockout. What, what round? I'm going to go. What round? I don't know because Nunez is so explosive. It could happen in the first. I'll, I'll play the first it safe. Seconds. Oh my god! In the I'll, first ten <laughs> seconds. I'll play it safe and I'll go. I'll go uh, second round. Second round. By there the, you yeah, go. by the end of the second round, Nunez is, is already claimed victor. Um, we're gonna spend now, seven hours waiting for it, but it's gonna happen in three and a half minutes. <laughs> right. So, is it a disappointing fight as a viewer if she gets knocked down in the first ten seconds? No. And I'll tell you why, because it's in the UFC. first ten seconds. In the first, you, no. Back to your point. You waited seven hours for ten <laughs> seconds, bro. No, because it's the and UFC. It's, over. it's the UFC because it can literally happen in a blink of an eye. It can happen at any time. So, no, I don't think it's a letdown. I think it's exciting to watch. I like. It's fun. I mean, who doesn't like the UFC? Who doesn't like? That's it? true. I mean, we we were talking to. To, to to a buddy earlier today, he was telling us that UFC is the fastest growing sport. It is, it is man. There right now. So I it mean, is people people obviously. So why do you think people love it? I think it's you love it. Oh, I love it. It's, it's 
Why? I, I'm sick. That's why. I'm sick. <laughs> I, have, I have mental issues. No, I, I, I take want to I, see. <laughs> you want to see other people kick each other's ass. Hey, man, you ever watch somebody? Uh, and let's be honest. I'll tell you why in a second. But let me let me tell you something. When you watch somebody get knocked out, and I'm talking about the chin hits the shoulder, it's over type knockout. And and the it's last type of knockout, right? <laughs> where you like the ones you got to be like, you know, where you always see the people put their hands over their mouths. They're like, oh my god, oh my god, I think he's dead. Like you're like, oh my god, but I, I like the excitement. And again, it's 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 just a fight, you know. Boxing, you got to be nice, you got to be, right. you know, you got to be good with your hands. You're not really worried about your feet too much, as far more as more technique involved to it. Right. And, and I'm not saying UFC doesn't have technique involved because there's a ton. No, there's a ton. The jiu-jitsu, oh there's a god. ton of training, right? And the martial arts these these people know in order to get this stuff accomplished is is on a different level. It is, man. It is. I just find it more exciting, man. You know, I, I, that's why. I don't coach baseball. I coach football. I find it more exciting. <laughs> coach, coach a physical sport. Yeah, I got to see it. So what you're trying to tell me is you want to see a ooh hit. Oh, God. Who doesn't? That's what you want to see. Who doesn't? Who doesn't want to <laughs> see that? I don't care what nobody says. Whether you, whether you don't know fighting, whether you know fighting, whether you know football or not, you see a hit where it makes you, your body and your bones hurt. Yeah, that's a good night. That's a that's a good that's a great night. Oh my that's god! A reason, that's a reason to wait seven and hours. You were, you were, the ten second, the ten second knockout. Right, and you remember it. You're like, oh my god, do you remember that? You remember where you were when that happened? Oh yeah, absolutely. I remember every time where I was at. Every time Tyson did it. Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah, I was there with for every single one of those. And I'm gonna be there for you know what? Before we before we move <laughs> on here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna want to bring something about UFC so everybody knows also. Did you hear about McGregor and Anderson Silva? Oh boy! Did you oh hear boy. this? They're finally, they're gonna is, make is this that the fight of the century. It, uh, uh, it's a young century because obviously we're in twenty twenty, so yeah. another ten years right, to go. Right. I, I don't, I don't know, man, but I, I, I know, I know McGregor has openly said that he, you know, he's always respected Silva. He's always said that through his career, Anderson Silva, and he's also gave him homage. One of the few people he does, he gave him homage, saying he's one of the greatest UFC fighters. That, that has fought in the UFC. So there's a mute, there's a respect there for him. I just want to see. Do you know how tall Anderson Silva is? That's a big dude. Bro. He, he's 6'7". How? No. I ain't going to say 6'7". <laughs> I mean, and, he looks 6'7". Like yeah, to, to, to McGregor. McGregor. Yeah, to McGregor, he's going to be 6'7". <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's about, you know, I think 6'3", 6'2", 6'4", round. McGregor's not the tall. He's as tall as Mayweather. No. Well, Mayweather's like 5'6". The guy looks like he's 6'7". Oh, yeah, he's yeah, yeah. big. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is like a parent now, beating an infant. I'm going to give you a take you don't like. You're not going to like this. Okay. Okay, give it to me. This, this has the looks of a Floyd... Floyd Versus McGregor fight. Payday? Where Floyd respected McGregor, want to do the fight. Let's put it on TV. Everybody <laughs> wants to see it. Let's grab the money. Oh, yeah. This is a money fight. This is a money fight. This, this has money the fight. same look, but now to the side. McGregor is Floyd. Yep. And Silva is McGregor. Right. Right. But I'm going to tell right. you right now, right. Silva, Silva will choke him out. <laughs> Silva you will choke so? this shit. Man, Silva's a good fighter, if man. Can, if he gets his hands on him, can he get his hands on him? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, because McGregor moves well in the ring. He does, but McGregor McGregor's got to get inside of him. He uh, McGregor doesn't have that's the reach true. like Silva has. That's true. Silva's legs. There's a reason why they call him the Spider. Okay, he. Oh my God, this dude, it's gonna be. I'm. A, I think McGregor takes a loss. I'm gonna go out there and say that. Do you McGregor, think so? I think McGregor takes a loss. <laughs> I mean. Oh man, this, by Silva's, knockout by. Well, I think submission. Decision? I think submission. How does it happen? I think submission. I think he submits McGregor, and 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 again, I know 
the last few fights that Silva's had, he hasn't won. I think it was like the last four or three fights or something like that. He hasn't won. Looked That's very not good. good. That's not good. It's not. It's not. But he he hasn't. He's fighting people his height, his weight. Okay, this is like fighting the little brother. Okay, you're not supposed to get your ass kicked by the little brother. You're right. The big brother's supposed to lay it down. He's got to fight. I think it's going to be. I think Silva wins. Now we'll tell you. Vegas doesn't think Silva has a chance. Oh, I agree. I hit him with the numbers. McGregor, I saw that earlier. McGregor is a heavy, heavy favorite. Right. So let's Almost bet two to one. So let's put the money Almost up two to one here. Let's put money up for Silva. You put oh, money boy. up for McGregor. We gotta win somehow. <laughs> we got. We gotta win somehow. What are the odds in Vegas? What What do they have him at? Do you know? So so they got they got they got McGregor at minus one hundred five. Mm. Mm. Which is. And then they got they got Anderson at one minus one twenty five. So if you wow. want to make the money, you bet on Anderson. Yeah, that's where the money's at. Yeah, if you, you got to take that right there. Yeah, you got to take that that chance, man. And, and for the folks that, that that are listening, maybe new to betting and 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 how what, what do the odds mean? If I bet a hundred bucks on McGregor, I'm going to win one hundred five. Right. Okay. And if I bet the same hundred dollars on Anderson Silva. I win one twenty five. Yes, yes, but it's not that far away. The split's uh, pretty close. It is, man. That's that's what I'm telling you. I, it, I know what they. I, I don't. Know. I saw. I've seen Silver fight, and McGregor to get to fight like he can't. It's gonna be. It's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be hard. Yeah. If McGregor if, wins, if, he, you know, for me, just, if he knocks good. him out, he has to knock him out. Yeah. I, I don't. He I don't has know. to knock him out. I don't think he's strong enough to submit. I don't think oh, so either. Shit. You think he's I don't think so either. You imagine that dude getting on top of him, right? Or trying to put him, or try to put him in some. He's got to try position. some rear naked chokes type shit because <laughs> you better do something because Silver gets his hands on his back and just sling him. Oh just throw God. him. Yeah, he's he's not that big. This Saturday, June six, uh, UFC two fifty, uh, on the clock's gonna go live. We're gonna we're gonna bring you the Nunez and, and Felicia fight, and and there's also some good some good fights going in there uh, on the card stuff, you know. And we're gonna watch all of it, man. We're gonna bring it. I'm excited about it, man. I'm excited. I'm pumped. It'll, it'll be our first time going live, so yep. definitely tune in, say yep. hello, coming on. Absolutely, let's we'll, have a good time together. We'll try to bring some people on the on the Facebook. See if they, you know, I think you can bring them on there. So we'll we'll do that too. A couple of invites. Yeah, why not? What's this? Some sensible people. So What's talking up? about getting knocked out. <laughs> what a dream, Mike Tyson. Mike yeah. Tyson. Did you? Did you and we read? talk about it every week because we're, we're excited. Well, about Mike it, Tyson. Mike Tyson has been a consistent topic every on, on the clock radio. Yep. Every week he finds a way to get on to there. say either some stupid stuff or some stupider stuff. Or the opponent say some stupid. And stupider isn't even a word, right. but it's for, there for, for, from my word friends that are out there. Right, it's out there. Okay, so this guy wants to fight everybody. <laughs> Pretty much, he tried. He tried to fight with, with Anthony Joshua. Yeah, he said no. Jo- Joshua told him people would boo. <laughs> he would boo. The people would boo. Joshua, he, he'll knock out Joshua. So? Oh, he'll knock him so? out. He'll knock out Joshua. Joshua, after seeing how Ruiz took care of him, he'll knock out Joshua. Absolutely, absolutely. So, so who does Mike Tyson want to fight? He wants to take on, and I don't know the guy's name. It's a bare knuckle. Fighting champion. What is um Bare Knuckle? <laughs> Bear that just sounds terrible. So he wants to fight a forty three year old 
I don't even know how to say this. Another Silva, but a Wonderville, Wonderleaf Silva. Name us Wonderweary. Wonderweary, something like that. At twenty million dollars to fight, he fights him. Whoever it is, it, it is a bare knuckle <laughs> boxing champion. Boxing so, champion. Better not. That means they don't wear gloves. Right. So I don't know what the rules are. I don't know what Mike's. I don't know if he's going to fight bare knuckle at 53. I don't know what the rules are. Well, he's a bare knuckle champion. You're not going to put. The guy he wants to fight is 43 years old. Right. But I mean, do you put gloves on him? (laughs) So do we call it AARP fight? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Put him in the (laughs) ring. Senior citizen fight. (laughs) But what I'm saying is, um, um, do you. Well, I don't even know how to say this. How do you. It's bare knuckle. It's, It's. I mean, I mean. It's straight. They got just a little wrap. Basically, it's you put on your arms. Right, right. Here's, I mean, it's, 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 it's legit street fighting. <laughs> I mean, legit street fighting. Right, but I mean, what I'm, what I'm saying is, is how do we, do you put the gloves on the bare knuckle champion guy? I think, fight, you, I think you, you put take them off I for think Mike. you put them on. Yeah, you got to put it on for Mike. You think so? Mike's, Mike's kind of just do the check to fight him. Dude. You don't do whatever Mike says. It's Mike Tyson's fight. <laughs> this guy's just uh, an opponent. Well, why would I? If I'm him, why would I? I'm getting paid. Well, <laughs> that's I'm the motivating. Kind of I'm, I'm gonna get knocked out anyways. It's always the motivator. I definitely think Mike Tyson knocks him out. You think so? I think Mike Tyson knocks him out. You, you sure? Have you yeah. seen this guy before? Doesn't matter. You don't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's Mike. I know it's you're Mike right. Tyson. You're right. It is Mike Tyson. I'll give you that. It's his nickname. Do you know what his nickname is? No. The Axe Murderer. <laughs> the Axe Murderer. Yo, that's great. You don't get a nickname like that unless you got bodies. <laughs> unless you got your own rep. You got your own right. rep. Right. Yeah, yeah. So that dude has at least a body count. Out of five stars, he's, he's at six as far as murdering people. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, he's the real deal. He came from Brazil to the United States because he probably has a rap sheet too long to stay in Brazil. <laughs> right. He had to find a way to, said, you know what? to make it. You know what? I'm going to make this a profession. Yeah, you know, on television, you these people for it. Yeah. yeah. There's no way. If, if, if it's a UFC fight, Mike Tyson doesn't stand a chance. I, don't, I agree. If it's a boxing match, I like Mike Tyson. Okay. Just because of the experience. Because now the experience flips the other way. Yep. Now you make Silva fight a boxing fight that he's never done before. I agree. You know, if... If I know that in this hotel room they have food every day and I'm knocking on the door every day to eat and they tell and they open the door, let me see the, the party, let me see like them throwing salami all over the I mean just like throwing food around where they're telling me there's no food in here. You know what I'm saying? Every day I'm standing outside trying to sing my way in. You know what I'm saying? We are hungry, please let us in. We are hungry, please let us in. After about a week, that song is going to change the we hungry, we need some food. After two, three weeks, it's like, you know, give me all the food, we're breaking out the door. And after a year, and you're just like, you know what I'm saying? I'm picking the lock, coming through the door, blasting. You know what I'm saying? It's like you hungry. You reached your level. You don't want any more. We asked 10 years ago. We was asking with the Panthers. We was asking with them. You know, the civil rights movement. We was asking. You know, now... Now, those people that were asking, they're all dead and in jail. So now, what do you think we're going to do? Hey, what's going on, everybody? Uh, I wanted to bring on somebody here that um, uh, close and dear to my heart here. He's my big brother. Um, known him for 20-plus years now. Went to high school. and uh, we, you know, we were talking over the weekend about everything that was going on and, and with the George Floyd case and, and everybody, uh, the protesting around the nation. So we wanted to bring him on. He wanted to you know, talk, get some things off his chest, my chest. 
and just have a, a nice, healthy debate about what, what's going on. You know what I mean? And um, George, this is a, this is a close guy to me, man. This is somebody that, like I said, a, a brother to me. Um, so this is this is Mr. Eddie Bray. Eddie, introduce yourself, man. What's going on, man? Say hi to everybody. Yo, 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 yo. What's up? What's up, George, man? What up, bro? How you doing, man? Everybody good? Yeah, man. I'm good, man. Everybody yeah, man. Appreciate you coming yeah. on and and taking the time to to talk about to talk with us about this hot topic that's going on right now in in, in the country. Um, so, I mean, I'll, I'll kind of lead right into it right now. You know, what are your thoughts about what's going on? And how do you feel about the current situation? Um, George, you know, that's a pretty deep question, man. And that's a really deep question for one. You know what I mean? I got a lot of a lot of emotion going on in me right now. You know what I mean? I grew up watching this stuff on TV and thought to myself, well, damn, I'm glad I didn't have to go through that. And then for it to, boom, pop up in in my face, the way it's popping up, you know, over the course of the last few months and over the last year or two years, you know, all the black people that have done passed for some white man or whoever thinking they got the right to shoot a man down. Yeah. And it affects more when you, as you get older, you know what I mean? And, you know, now that I'm, when I was younger, I was more, you know, um, you know, I was more just bent up right aggression i was i was you know just an aggressive young kid that didn't really know much about how the world works you know what i mean just thought i did but as i got older and i became a father and i got kids and you know uh, i don't know man uh, my kids are mixed and so i'm i'm worried to death my oldest son um he's eight, uh, 19 now he had a birthday just recently so he's 19 now and i'm i'm scared to death for him um every time he steps out the house and and I mean, like you, you know, me, me and Eddie. Just so you know, George, me and Eddie, we've had some, we've had some wild times um, as kids, and never really, uh, you know, appreciate the fact that we were here on God's earth after the situations we went through as as kids, man. Um, I mean, one of the one of the things I don't know if you remember, Eddie. Um, well, I know, you probably it's hard not to remember. Uh, when we went to Miami. Remember when you came home from uh, football, George? Just so you know, he played college football. Uh, was a was a Freaking All-State All-American in, in high school as a linebacker. He went to Carson Newman to play football, uh, linebacker as well. Got a four-year education. Came home and for vacation. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Spring break or something like that, Eddie? Yeah, bro. I had. I remember what it was. You remember I had told you I called you and mm. told you that some of all of my, you know, some of my players, football players, some of the boys, me and the boys, about to come down and go to Miami. Right. And, I that's ended up linking up with you, and yeah, so all of us, you no, know, it was me and you, and then we drove down there. I think spring break with, and met up with all my, you know, teammates. Right, we, I think we took, uh, I think we took Q too, didn't we? We took Q, we met up or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We, so shot we down took there. that trip, man. It, yeah, it was, it was crazy, man, because you remember that night we got pulled over, and we was just some basically teenagers trying to just go out and have a good time, and. We made a wrong turn, man. We had made one of my friends, you know, he he was from down there. And we right. thought we were just following him, thinking that he knew where he was going. And we went into the wrong turn at the wrong time. God, yeah. Something just had happened. Yeah. Well, something we, we just went, happened right before we turned in. Yeah, well, we, so I remember, I remember, we, well, I remember we, we got to Miami. I remember we, oh, it was us three. We got to Miami. We got down there. 
um, we went ahead and, and um, I believe we were just walking the streets at first, and then we met up with the guys from, from your college or whatever the case is. And then he was like, look, mm-hmm. let's go back to my house. I'll drop my car off. And then I'll jump in mm-hmm. your car and we'll go and we'll go tour Miami a little bit at night. So I remember, and it's not funny, but I remember Q was with me. You were with him. I, what was the guy's name? Uh, I think it was, it was Q. His name was Quincy. Big Q, though. His name Big, was Big Q. Big Q, that's right. So he yeah. was, Quincy uh, drove with you to the house and I was following you guys. And I actually remember telling Q, who's in my car, um, hey, man, uh, <laughs> that sign says Opalaka. <laughs> That, that sign says Opalaka. At 10.30 at night, I'm like, we're, we're going at Opalaka at 10.30 at night? And he, we're like, I guess so. And I was like, well, let's make this shit quick. Let's let's get in there. So, so real quick, for, for some of the folks who don't know what that means, uh-huh. what does that mean? So down south in Miami, um, it is it is rough after dark in certain areas of Miami, right? So you... Just because everybody thinks South Beach is South Beach. Oh, I'm going to go to South Beach and have a really good time. No. Okay, South Beach is South Beach during the day, hours of 9 a.m. to like 6 p.m. when the sun's out. When the sun's gone, you have to know your way around Miami because if you don't, you're going to have trouble. So one of the rougher areas of Miami is, you know, Liberty City, Opalaka. Um, those those are serious places that you don't want to be. You can be in Hialeah, Miami, you know, the, you know whatever the case is, but... Uh, you got little Haiti and, and things of those places down there that that are pretty rough at night. They're pretty rough at night. So we're riding at 1030 at night to Opalaka. Usually everybody's already out of Opalaka trying to go somewhere. We're riding to Opalaka. And when we rode down there, we you know it was quick. He dropped his car off. I think he changed um, shoes or something. He got back in the car, got in my car, and I pulled out the driveway. And literally when I pulled out the driveway, and just so you listeners at home so you know what's going on, Eddie is sitting behind me. All right, I'm the driver. Eddie's sitting behind me. Little Q is in the front. Big Quincy is in the back seat behind Q in the passenger side. So we're driving, and I remember coming up to a stop sign, and a cop was behind us. Now, he wasn't, like, right up on my on my bumper or nothing, but I remember he was behind us. And I remember Big Q, I don't know if you remember Eddie, Big Q was like, hey, man, don't stop here too long. Don't stop at the stop sign. Don't be a dick about it. And we're like, oh, okay, shoot. Let me make this left turn. I made a left turn. This officer goes ahead and literally hits the lights. So I pull over and I'm thinking in my mind, and I'm, I'm 19 at the time. In my mind, I'm like, okay, I'm going to get a ticket because maybe I didn't stop fully at the stop sign. Yeah, you're thinking it's routine. Right, stop. right. Just like anybody else would. Right. And then I'll let Eddie pick up. What, do you remember what ended up happening right right when he stopped us? Because he never came to the car. Well, I vaguely remember, but I do remember like a couple cars rested at one time in a way. Right. right. I don't recall. Well, he remember um, he when he stopped us, he gets out the car of his car with the gun drawn already. He didn't even come up to my car to yeah. tell me, "Hey, do you know I stopped you or anything?" He had his gun drawn, pointing at my car with a big old spotlight on it, and the, what Eddie's talking about is five other cars came bum-rushing us from all different types of angles. They even brought a freaking helicopter out, okay? So this is where we have the miscommunication you know, between me and Eddie. You know, you're missing a part in there. The part that you're missing is we end up turning in Overlock, and that was the wrong turn. Oh, and that's right. you know, Overlock, yeah, Overlock is a one-way in. The only thing, the way you go in, the way and we went to go. Right. You know, when we bust that U-turn, 
When we bust the U-turn to go get up out of there, the lady must have pointed at us and said, there they go right there. So that's how we get right. end up got pulled over. And then you remember when that lady had to ride past us? Like, we was like boys in the hood. Well, and ride past that's what I was going to tell them next. Yeah, that's right. what I was going to tell them next. We, we go ahead, and this guy... Gets us out the car, George. Yeah, he says, gun out. when you do the gun out, he sat there and told us, get out the car. So we get out the car. Driver, get out the car. Get out the car. The cars that bum rushed us, two of those guys come out with their guns drawn and told each one of us to get on the ground. So now we're laying face down on the ground. All four of us are on face down on the ground. He brought little Q and big Q over to where me and Eddie were on our side, and he put them on the ground. And that's where me, Eddie, and both both Qs are laying flat on the ground like boys in the hood. And we have no idea. And that remember the German Shepherd dog? Remember that dog that came out? Yeah, I think, well, what happened was, I remember what happened was the one cop had brought me and you in the back. Yep. And you was sitting by that muffler. And I remember looking at us like, you was like, my leg is right by the muffler and the car was still on. I was like, well, scoot over. And you was like, hell no, I ain't about to move. Yeah. You know, and you're right, because that German, yeah, that German separate, like, right next to your leg. Right. So he was waiting, and then you remember the cop ended up telling you, if you fucking move, he would do such and such to you. No, go, you, and you can, you can tell him. That cop told us, that cop told us, George, if go ahead and fucking move, I want to see this dog eat the shit out of you. Wow. I want to see this dog eat you and your boys out. Let's see how fast you fucking are. And we're sitting there like, God. So, what, we're 19 years old. Like, you know, we just came to Miami and, to chill. And at this point, at this point, you still have no idea I, I why have, we never the traffic knew. stop even occurred. Eddie Eddie told you, but at this point, we have no clue of what's going on until, like he says, these cops tell us now to get to our knees, and they put our hands behind our heads on our knees, all four of us parallel to each other, next to each other. A car rides up. Cop go, The cop that pulled us over goes over, looks in there, talks, whatever the case is. Car drives off. Cop goes talk to him. They're like, okay, whatever. We see them put their guns up. They're like, you guys can go home. Get the fuck out of here. That was it. Cops left. Helicopter's gone. And we're like, what happened? One cop stayed back to tell us, well, somebody did something to this young man down here down the road. Whatever the case was, you, um, this lady's pointed at you guys saying that those are them. So we we stopped you. We pulled you out the car. We let her identify you. She said that it wasn't you guys. And that was it. Yeah, well... Yeah, because whenever we made that U-turn in there, that gave them suspicion that we were coming back to retaliate. Right. But we wasn't actually we the were just, car. We were just freaking was, lost. We were lost. Yeah, we was lost. We was literally lost. But we got lost in the at the wrong time and at the wrong place. Right. And it, 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 went, it went bad, like, in a matter of 10 seconds. That. And we look, and we get some college kids. First year, I mean, maybe second year in college, so we still young. So we don't know, like, what the fuck? We go to school in Tennessee, motherfucker. What the fuck is this going on? Right, right. We, we're like, what the hell is going on? And we, so now we trying to throw the football card out there, like, man, we just some college dude. We, we teammates, man. You know, they ain't trying to hear none of that. I don't, don't want to hear. They ain't being reasonable. They ain't, you know what I'm saying? Like, I could smell the fear coming from, like, making it was like, they was, like, praying on us. I could right. smell the praying on us. Just to, motherfucker, I'm waiting for you to do one single thing. All five of the and cops remember, had their guns drawn. All five of them had their guns drawn. Yeah. We're on our knees all together. And it almost looks execution style. 
because they're all just pointing at us like, okay, anytime if somebody do something, somebody do something, and we're gonna end this right now. We're gonna take care of this, and and we end up leaving, oh, and, and that was crazy. The grace of God, you know, whoever that was that rode by, you know, and said, "No, nah, that ain't them." Yeah. Fucking saved our life that night. Yeah, they really didn't. Yeah, because if they would have said yes, that person had that, had that person been somewhat blind and somewhat confused and would have said yes, or just vindictive, this conversation, vindictive. this conversation would have been happening today. Right, right. Or, or good right. thing you were in Minnesota. So take me oh, through yeah. some things, Eddie. I want to, I want to talk to you because we we've talked on a lot over the weekend, or, or even even of the course of last week. Um, with the, the senseless, uh, senseless killing of, of George Floyd. It hit the country on, on Memorial Day um, on that Monday, and it's been only uh, going to be seven days when this publishes um, of everything that's transpired and happened uh, up to this point, man. So, I mean, I remember me and you talking, man, uh, just saw, just what, Tuesday, Wednesday, about, uh, you know, what's going on? Have you seen this? This is ridiculous. I mean, you're right. You know, I've been trying to, you know, at one minute, I was upset about them leaving and riding, but, you know, doing all of that. But I know why it got to that step where they're doing what they're doing now. Because right. you didn't hear us. You didn't hear us before, and you didn't take it seriously. So we're going to do it again, but now we're just going to turn the heat up on it now. So every time they kill somebody, you just feel the intensity just get turned up a notch more. So the next, if you don't do nothing about it this time, you know what the next thing is going to be. Now we're going to come shooting. Right. You know, right. Some bullets going to be flying there. But is it, and, and you that's the next step. Army, you know. But right. does that that's help anybody? But that, does that, see, and then we. No, it don't. Right, because we're, I'm right. right, so a father that has mixed children that, that, that I'm worried when they step out of here every day. Okay, now they're young little kids. I get that, but they see the news as well. They, they you know, they're going to develop these fears as well. And the generation before us, you know, I don't know. Did did it did it work? Did it fail? Did it accomplish anything? Did we move on? Things got from the '60s to now. Yeah, things have gotten, um, you know, better, I guess. But racism has never left, right? It's it's only being filmed well, more. No, like we 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 as a society are not we're not here to get better. Mm. We're not gonna get better. You sit up here and give me that let's make America great face all you want, but no, we're not because people have to continuously to keep going to jail in order for police to have a job, in order for them to have prisons and all of that because they make money off prisons. That's why you see people open up private prisons because there's money in it. Right. And they know people are always going to continuously to go to jail. So this society is not built to win. You know, it's not, it's not, we're not built to win. They want us to fail and they want to be divided and, and, you know. So I'll tell you, as a, as a Hispanic man um, here, and, and, and I used to be that kid living in Hialeah for, and we moved to Tampa for that reason that you guys, the story you were telling earlier, the writing I don't agree with. I, I don't, I don't think that's the proper way of, of of protesting it makes a statement right and, and and that portion of it i do i do understand uh and i do see where we're coming from i do understand what the goal is and i do understand that 
And I also agree with we have a broken system, a system that doesn't work today, a system that's not for the benefit of everyone. But here's and, and, and I'm always going to give you different sides of you because, again, on this podcast, I want you to think and I want you to really analyze things from a different lens than you may currently look at it today. Why don't we raise our kids to be different? So I watched a video today of a 65-year-old man talking to a 35-year-old man and that 35-year-old man talking to a 16-year-old kid, telling that 16-year-old kid he's got to find a way to fix it because that 65-year-old man spent his entire life trying to find a way and it didn't work. That 35-year-old man is telling that 16-year-old kid that he spent his whole entire life trying to find a way and it didn't work. And he's telling that 16 year old kid is now on you to find a way to channel the anger to do something positive. So instead of instead of having all this training for us trying to develop the next LeBron, the next Jose Canseco, the next Alex Rodriguez in sports, redirect that same uh, finance. And, 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 I, and, and I read this from 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 a, a mentor of mine growing up. His name is Chauncey Scott. He was a coach of mine growing up. Growing up, he was my basketball coach, my football coach. Pretty much took me home all the time. It's something I definitely look up to. And 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 he had a post about out there. Why don't we redirect those same that same energy that we put into our athletes into being a lawyer, being a judge, being a police officer? So that way we we change the balance of diversity. Because right now, the balance of diversity is all one side. And as, as long as it continues yeah, to be one side, we will have this conversation for decades and more people's afters will continue to have the conversation. But once you have diversity on an even playing field, at that point, back to Raul's point earlier, then policies can be changed. Because now there's people speaking from the other side of the house. Where today, if all the people think the same, no one's gonna oppose. No laws get changed. Nothing gets changed. And then the other part of it is we as minorities need to get out and voice our opinions in the, in the methods that we have available to us, whether it be going and voting more often and making sure we're active. Because again, bro, I will mention to you, I'm a, I'm a stats guy. 35% of minorities don't even vote. 35% of minorities don't even vote at all. What power, the power that we hold, we don't even use it, which is just our simple, a simple right to vote. So you get more people voting and doing their research and educating themselves. You start raising young children, young females, young kids to put themselves in position of power, whether it be being an attorney, a lawyer, a judge, a police officer, whatever it is. And all of a sudden you start to tip the scale more on a 50-50 versus a 98 to 2% ratio that we're at today. Yeah, I heard you say you said that. It wasn't the right way to protest. Well, I think, you know, what is the right way to protest? There's no hand. And the right way is educating our kids. They can be something more than an athlete. Well, That's how you protest. Me, you protest by changing changing generations and changing how kids. Right. So now, for, I'm going to give an example. Because it won't, doctors, that won't fix today, today, but in time it will. It won't, and it right. won't, absolutely. And, but that's what's got to happen. It's got to be an evolution of time because, again, right. back to the comment I made to her earlier, that 60-year-old man was telling that 30-year-old man that he, they've been trying it for 65 years and didn't, it, it hasn't changed. Right. It's taking steps, right? And that 30-year-old man is telling that 16-year-old kid the same exact story. So here we are 
years and years later, decades, generations later, and you're making progress, but not the progress of where it needs to be. And, and, and here's, here's where I get a little frustrated with it because, so we'll do this protest, right? People will be out there and, and they'll be marching and, and, and they'll be doing this and they'll be doing that in two weeks from now. Protesters will be gone. Right. It'll it because people people live on the initial reaction. Where's the sustainability with it? Where's the sustainability with the pro? If you really want change, the right, right way to protest is you do it year round. Right, but I mean, what? Where does that? Who and how, that's where that's the that million dollar question. Then, how do we? How do we? How do we rectify this? How do we rectify this? Because this is going to keep continuing on. Until you know, and again to the to the point what Eddie's saying, we, we've been marching, we've been protesting, we've done it peacefully. We got told taking a knee during a national anthem is wrong when it was just a protest. It had nothing to do with the damn flag. We got you know we're we're going up to con- where's all this Eddie? Me and him talked about this earlier. Where are the celebrities at? Where there's everybody? I've only seen I've only saw uh, what was it? J Cole at the front line of, of of Virginia trying to protest with the people. Where's everybody else at? Where what is going? The people that do have the platform, because that's that's the people that need to step in. Those people that have the platform, they need to step in. Me, you, Eddie, we can we can we can rally. We can start communities. We can start it, and we can we can help. But the people that have the platform to actually help make changes are not there. These are the, these are the ones that need to help. They're worried about their brand more than anything. Right, that's crazy, man. You bring up a good point on that. I'm like. You know, I ain't seen, you know, when all this pandemic broke out, every celebrity and their mama was on TV trying to be in front of center just so they can let their fans see them. But then when this popped out, where's the NFL at? I thought they were supposed to be working with Jay-Z. Where's Jay-Z big head ass at? Where's Kanye West at? All these people that talking about, you know what I mean? When you said, you know, when he said something about teaching our kids, well, them kids right now, what they doing? They following them, them, them rappers, and 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 they they ain't listening to us. Right. You don't know what you're talking about. The music, the music, TikTok, Instagram, uh, this, this, and that. Them celebrities is is running a lifestyle. You don't know nothing. Right. And right now, there's no leadership coming from them at all, at all. So then people get yeah. mad at, of well, the looting. And and again, well, I'm not yeah. saying it's right. Well, I'm not saying it's right. The looting and the and the I'm not saying it's right. But damn. Damn, I understand. You know what I mean? Like, damn, yeah, I if understand. You, if you, if you, if I go get, if I go get Jay Z and go put his big head ass out there in the front line somewhere, you know, you think when people go act crazy, it'll be like, damn, we got Jay Z out here, we just right. go chill. All right, all right. You know what, Andy? I want to play oh. something for you and George, man. I want to play something for you. I want you to take a listen. This is, this to me was was pretty powerful. Um, when I, when I saw it and I heard it and I thought, you know what, I really, I really think this should be something that we need to, to play and, and for tonight. And again, I think this is a pro- approach that all police officers should have taken. Okay. So, um, I can't pronounce the County very well. So I apologize. Um, uh, his name, but I, this, the County was, uh, Denise County, Janice County, Janice County sheriff, uh, over in Flint, Michigan named Chris Watson. Uh, he had put down his helmet and his baton. He told all his officers to do the same thing. He's the man in charge. And he, you know, he asked the protesters, how can we help? And the protesters went back and chanted, walk with us. So that sheriff and those officers all walk with the protesters. And I want you to listen to what he says, and then we'll talk about it right after this. I just want you to hear 
uh, what, what do you have to say? The reason we're here is to make sure that you got a voice. That's it. There we go. Don't think for a second. Don't think for a second that he represents who these cops are from all over the county and around this nation. We go out there to help people, not do that nonsense. There we go. I just want to tell you, where's, where's my man? Right there. Where's the Where's the gentleman? Oh, I think he took off. Okay. Yeah, my man. He took off. Pastor Hawkins is here. I'm just going to tell you. We want to be with y'all for real. So I took my helmet off and laid the batons down. I want to make this a parade, not a protest. You got little ones here. You got dogs. So what's up? So listen, I'm just telling you. These cops love you. That cop over there hugs people. So you tell us what you need to do. And I think he handled that. I think he handled those protesters in his city well with doing that. I think that's something that. You know, like I said, he, he laid down the helmet, put down the batons, and he, he didn't have it make it look like a you versus me situation. And they walked and they protested together. All right. So that does that help? Yeah, I think it does help a little bit. Does it solve it? No, I don't. But again, when you got, you know, the guy in New York, the police officer throwing up white power signs, right, up in New York, throwing up what, what do you think is going to happen to the city? That's what's wrong with it. Right. What do you think is going to happen to the city? You're inciting this stuff. We're already in a, in a, in a very explosive situation. Fragile. You know, fragile state. Well, it's very fragile. So you're going to sit there and, and do that? And it gets filmed, and he don't care. He's laughing and joking, and people post it. And you think that's funny? Like, this is, this is, and was, this is the problem. So my brother here, Eddie, was coming up with, you know, he says, uh, and Eddie, give your idea, man. I want you, I, I know I'm talking a lot. I apologize. I'm very emotional about what's going on with everything, and, and you know, to not have a voice, to have a platform, you know, I was getting stuff on my chest. But give me, give me your idea that you were talking about with with me earlier. Um. Well, you know, we were talking about. Um, what were you talking about? The one part. The the outsourcing uh, of 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 watching because the the of the police officers because internal affairs isn't going to help. Right. Those are cops basically watching cops. Oh yeah. Whenever I was telling you, like, well, first and foremost, you know, I really think that the cops need. Every single cop in the community or work in that area need to be, you know, interacting with the with the community, like hands on, like knowing them down there by name. If they, you know, so when stuff break out like this, you know, they can go into the community and say to to the leaders in the community, say, "Hey, listen, man, we can we can do this right, man. We ain't got to do this this way." You know, if they form that type of relationship with them, then they'll have a better outcome, you know, on stuff like this. I truly believe that. But I don't think a whole lot of police departments really do that. You know what I mean? And they, they just, you know, you know what I mean? We need them yeah. to be like teachers. Yeah. They, you know what they, I mean? Like teachers a little bit, you know, but they don't want to, they, they get, sometimes they get into it for the wrong reason. And the wrong reason right. is, is for the community. You know, um, and it starts with the community. You can't, you can't, if you ask the cop what you got in this, into this for, if he don't start off with the community, you there for the wrong reason. Right. And, and we you also know. talked about, we also talked about the, the increasing the mental uh, aspect of the police officers. Because in the military, people that go see war, people go do stuff, they develop PTSD. 
All right, some of these police officers probably have PTSD. All right, some of them probably have to do. Yeah. Some got to do a mental scan. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Talk. I, I, like, I'm pretty sure they do. You know what I mean? They, they take punishment on a daily basis from assholes that sit up there telling them they ain't shit, fuck you, kiss, kiss my ass, whatever, blah, blah, blah. blah. Right. You know what I mean? After a while, that shit do probably do, you know, get to you to make you into an asshole, you know, because you feel like you're getting treated like shit on a daily basis. So, why shouldn't you treat others like shit? Right. So, so they, they probably do need to, I don't think, you know, if that, they probably offer counseling, but how many of you think really use the services? Right, right. Exactly, because that goes back to that pride thing. Yeah, right, and then not only this, you know, make a, a real good point to you. We, everybody watched that video. We witnessed a murder. We let our kids See Watch that. that video. Yeah, yeah. Nobody, now, we sat up here and we was like, hey, and social media just is fault for that as we are as parents because that's how fast they put it out there before we can even explain. Yeah. You know, so, you know, I, you know, after seeing it, man, the thing that has hurt me the most is the fact that where we are today and to see that man lay before me and take his last damn breath and then nobody do a goddamn thing about it. Right. And people say, you know, oh, they, they arrested him, they charged him, you know, they, four days later, five days later. I mean, that wasn't fast enough to me. And again, I, I, maybe I'm wrong, but that, that wasn't fast enough to me because another thing, well, another thing we talked about, George, was police procedure. So what I was saying was, like, when I fired a weapon in, in the military, when they fired that weapon, we had to give a report, I had to come in, they had to count my rounds, they had to sit me down, they investigate, I had to fill out this thing. So it was a lot of stuff that you got to do. You know, you just don't get to just fire weapons. All right, I'm just going to walk it back. We're good to go. That might have been the old days. We can't do that now. So you, they, they investigate. But I was taken off the road. I had to wait, be, you know, checked out, and then I was allowed to go back. Why can't that happen with police officers? And I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm not saying with those obvious situations, you know what I mean, where we're, we got a situation, we've done surveillance, where we're going to, you know, storm somewhere, we're going to clear a place. I'm not saying those situations. I'm saying something like this. Something like this. Man, and again, man died uh, going during this procedure, during this routine, blah, blah, blah. You take his weapon, you take his badge, and you, and you put him in there. And you automatically detain him to figure out what happened. Not let this man go home for five days, eat his favorite meal, drink his favorite juice, have a beer, and then watch this chaos that, that happens. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it should be the same for, yeah, as it is yeah. for everybody else that commits a crime. It should be just the same. You Why not? You get put in jail until right. an investigation happens. You get interviewed. Decisions and, made. And maybe, and on. if not put in jail, you are detained at the police station until we figure this out. You you cannot go home because that's not what's going to happen to me or you. I'm not going to be able to do that. If they find right. suspicion or they find some, they're going to try to hold me. They're going to find some kind of evidence. They're going to try to hold me there, and then I'm I'm there. That needs to happen as well. And that's why I was talking about the outsourcing. With, with my brother, I was like, yo, we need, there needs to be outsourcing, okay? This certain police officer had, I don't know how many violations and complaints about him since going back to 2003, 13, I think it was, investigations, and one of them he was sued, 13, not one of them, not one of them resulted in disciplinary actions, not one of them. No, he was and and I think down. that goes into a bigger he, problem, and it goes into a bigger issue, you know, that, that, that we've all been talking about. And I, and, I, and I completely agree. I think you have to have some type of outside source from an accountability standpoint. You got to have the checks and balances to everything you do. And if you have an internal affairs that's there to, to do a job, 
you got to have someone checking them. Because again, to this situation here, this, this is a situation where the system that was in place failed. There was multiple reports. There was multiple people complaining. There was, Raul mentioned the gentleman was, was sued. And there was no checks and balances to it. Right. So if there's no checks and balances to it, if anything, that's step one. Has because to be step it, one. This, this, isn't, this isn't working. And it's an outside source. Yeah, that's vetted out mm-hmm. by the people, right? This is and, and right. I don't. This is this isn't working. It's not working, right? No, what are you doing? What are you, what are you doing, man? They just they just sitting up there. You you see putting a band aid on and and the, and the right. you're covering that band aid up and you and you're losing that stickiness to that band aid every time you cover it up and they just lost another not a band aid hanging on halfway off right now. That's how the game is right now. It's hanging on halfway off. And if it falls yeah. off, there's some people really going to be dying. Cops going to be dying. People in the streets going to be dying. Right. And it's, it's going to escalate. Like it's going to get earlier, worse. It's going to get worse. People are crazy. And you think. That is a fact. Some of them like, you know. Yeah. Just to retaliate. Right. Right. So that's what, that's what I'm saying, man. I mean, I, I've heard, I saw many live videos and, and getting to the, back to the community and, and getting together. And it wasn't just, you know, this wasn't only only for uh, the black community. I mean, I, I saw a lot of, during these um, protests, I saw a lot across the nation, all different types of races not agreeing with this. You know what I mean? Uh, white, Spanish, uh, Korean, Asian, whatever. I, I see all of everybody, everybody protesting and, and taking a part of it. And that, that's a good step. That's actually a good step. That's a good thing. Okay? And then in the middle of a pandemic, we have this going on. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's it's what's what's going to happen and i think changing police procedures it needs to start i just can't watch i just can't watch think about it was anyone right just anybody a human being like i gotta bum rush this dude but i know we had to talk about this sensitive subject to everybody and it's near and dear to your heart mind as well i want to tell you uh, i love you man and i'm i'm glad that that night in miami went the way it went um because I get to be here watching your kids grow up, my kids grow up, George's kids grow up. So uh, I love you, bro. And the next time you come on, we got to talk about football and, and a recap about other things other than than just uh, what's been going on lately. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Um, I, I really appreciate y'all bringing me on, man. And, you know, let me kind of vent a little bit. I appreciate y'all bringing me on, man, and, and let me, you know, just speak to the people a little bit, and, you know, from my end. Right. Just, yeah, man, if y'all want to follow me on Instagram, it's Milkman2024. Okay, so you, you, just did a, you just did a free, you just did a free promo. Free promo. <laughs> the free promo. All right, wait a wait to, way to transition into something like that. I'm I'm not even gonna edit it out. I'm gonna leave it in there, Mr. Milkman. And we can next time you come on, we could talk about that as well. About your Instagram, Milkman24. Um all right. Yeah, man. I appreciate y'all. All right, bro. I love you, man. I love you, bro. Thanks all for right. coming on, man. Appreciate all it. Right, hey, thank you for joining today's podcast. Uh, you know, if you enjoyed it, please leave us your take on all topics covered today. Go ahead and send us an email. Or you can tweet us uh, on at on the clock twenty for Twitter for email on the clock twenty at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook by searching on the clock radio. Hit like if you enjoyed today's podcast. Everyone be safe out there. Definitely during these times with this pandemic going on, with the protesting and everything else going on. Until next time, you're on the clock. Side of 
cop harassing me, searching me, then asking my identity. Hands up, throw me up against the wall, didn't do a thing at all. Telling you one day these suckers gotta fall. Cuffed up, throw me on the concrete. Coppers tried to kill me, but they didn't know this was the wrong street. Bang, bang, count another casualty. But it's a cop who shot his brutality. Who do you blame? It's a shame because the man's lame. He got caught in the chains of his own gang. How can I feel guilty after all the things they did to me? Sweated me, hunted me, trapped in my own community. One day I'm gonna bust, blow up on this society. Why did you lock me? I couldn't find a trace of equality. Worked me like a slave while they laid back. Homie, don't play that. It's time to let them suffer the pain. Back. I'm trying to avoid visible contact. I can't hold back. It's time to attack, Jack. They got me trapped. 